Welcome to the Telford Minster podcast. Thank you for joining us and listening along. Our vision is to make Jesus known in Telford and we hope that your attention is grabbed by Jesus today and what he is doing in your life. We have now moved into the completed Minster space on South Water Square in Telford and we'd love to invite you to come along and give church a try at our 4pm gatherings every Sunday opposite Wilco's and above Novella Lounge. Enjoy the podcast. we started a series on James and I left this week empty in the the scripture sermon series or talk series because I wanted to see what God wanted to say to us because we launched on Friday and I honestly feel that the building feels different since we launched on Friday like God's spirit God has changed the atmosphere here and so I left it and then prayed and prayed and I, um, and I just felt God put on my heart to remind us all of the goodness of God. To remind us all of how good and faithful he's been. He is being and will be one day and continues to be. No matter what life throws at us, whatever happens, God is always good. So I am going to read a little bit from the James passage that Matt read last week. So it's just the last bit. So it's James 1, 16 to 18. And it says, Don't be deceived, my brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. It's good news. <laughs> Telling us that God is good. And God is good, and he is on the move in this place. However, sometimes journeying with God can feel really frustrating and really strange. For me to get to this point of launching the Minster, it hasn't been a straightforward journey at all. Not straightforward in the slightest. We were meant to have launched, like, not, last, not the Christmas just gone, the Christmas before. So there was launch date and launch date and launch date and then launch date. And I don't know how many there actually were in the end. There was five. There was builders that went into administration. There was different things that we had to wait for to get to this point. But even before that, there is people who have waited and prayed faithfully for something like this to come to Telford. There's people that have been around and been praying about this beyond those two years. And I uh, was given a, it was a red sparkly box with prayer journals in from across Shropshire. And they dated back, I think, to the 90s was the earliest book. And I went through them all to read what people had prayed for and what God had told them about Telford and what God, in his goodness, wanted to do in this place. So I'm just going to read some of the points that I uh, as I read, that really were either repeated many times, were just, when I read it, was just like God anointing, God's anointing on those words. And most of them were prayed or had words and pictures that repeated and repeated and repeated. So there was a cry for working fruitfully together. 
as, as churches across Telford or whatever that means, but I presume that's what it meant. Prayer for young people to come to know Jesus. For more watchmen on the wall as there's many empty spaces. And that was a striking picture was written about God's wall around Telford having empty spaces and more people were being called to fill those gaps. For a person or persons to keep God's fire alight in Telford. And there were several prayers for this group of people. A need for discipling people, for funds and funds to be released. And there was also prayers for God to bring something new. The overarching theme of the prayer was wanting to build God's kingdom of Telford. And all these things in God's kindness and goodness, we are seeing emerging and happening in Telford. Or I believe, I firmly believe we're seeing all of those things happen in Telford. We're seeing it today. We've seen it in the previous weeks and it's going to be so much more than we could possibly imagine. But then we also have all had our personal journeys up to this point. All of you are here, whether you like it or not, or you believe me or not, you are all here for a reason today. You've come reluctantly, maybe, with your other half. You've come, you don't really know why you're here today, but you're just here. You might have woken up and decided today was the day you were going to go to church. You may be here because you work here and you have to be here. Or you may be here because you just desperately, desperately want to know God more, get to know him and fall in love with him even more, be more discipled and be part of what God's plans are for Telford and for Telford Minster. And to get to this point, it probably wasn't that straightforward. Maybe it was really straightforward to be here today. Or maybe you've gone through all these roads and obstacle courses and things have been scary, things have been horrible. Sometimes you may have felt like you're completely giving up on God. But you're here because God is good. For me to be here has been probably, I would say 10 years in the making, but other people would say probably since I was a baby. But 10 years ago, so actually, no, it was more than that because I'm not 26 anymore. I'm 28. I'm not 20. I don't know how old I am. How old am I? When I was 16, we'll go with that. Um, I'm sorry about that. When I was 16, when I was 16, though, I went to a conference called Audacious Conference in Manchester. And I went with, kind of reluctantly with a, a youth group that I was going to over in towards Dudley. And I went just to go and have fun with friends, because that's what teenagers kind of done. I hadn't caught a vision at all for God, but I was always frustrated in church that I was never asked to do anything, but everyone else around me was. And I asked God, why? And I had this picture of me running up a hill and opening my arms to a thousand people and God saying, just wait and trust me, there's something for you. And out of all of that, I... Lots of weird things have happened. I can't even today tell you how I quite ended up at Chester Uni doing theology. I can't quite tell you how I ended up doing lots of things. Just doors opened, and then one minute 
I was doing, I was there in that auditorium. So the next minute, I was having a meeting with Matt in a library theater thing in Chester about coming here. Along that way, three other people gave me pictures of me on a hill with my arms open, speaking to a thousand people or more. Sometimes on my own, sometimes with what they thought was Jesus, sometimes with who they thought was Harry. And then when I came here for the first time to meet Matt and some of the team, we were walking up the, uh, the Reekin. You all know where the Reekin is. And I realized that was the big hill that had been in those pictures for all that time. God had called me to here through some really tough, horrid things that I didn't want to experience, some really uncomfortable things, some things that stretched me that may seem really tiny now, but if I hadn't have stepped out of the box, hadn't pushed boundaries, gone against maybe what the Church of England hopes the paths will be for you, I wouldn't be here now. You all have those stories of God's goodness that brought you here today. But when we remember those things, when we reflect on God's goodness, when we really, really, really think about it, it's actually extraordinary. It's extraordinary what God does in our lives, how he guides us, us not knowing why or really understanding why, And brings us to places and situations, again, just not knowing how we're going to manage it. But we do anyway. Because God is good. But there's some things along those journeys that we all go on where we get a bit lost. We don't really know what God is trying to do or say. And there's some things that we begin to do. One of the things that we do is we begin to blame God for those bad things. But we also start doing is saying, I did those good things. We are constantly tempted that the truths that are around us that God has set, we have done, or God has done that to us. That is one thing that we can really, we can do, and that is not what God wants for us. Not at all. So rather than blaming evil on ourselves, we're tempted to blame it on God and say, I was just a victim. All those trials that we've gone on, we could say, God, why are you doing this? This is your fault. So quickly, people jump to blame him for the bad things. We see it all the time, and my friends who aren't Christians don't understand why I'm still here as a Christian. They don't understand why I still believe in God. But I'm rooted in the fact that I know that God is good. I also get that, well done, Steph, you've done a really good job, you're good, you've done that. But no, I haven't, because God did it because it's in God's goodness that he did it Matt could say and sit there and stand there and say look what I did he would be wrong if he did because this way of viewing God causes us to wonder and be led astray it's a picture of a sheep that wanders off from the shepherd and the flock and becomes lost it's the picture of a ship 
that drifts off course and becomes lost at sea. But what James is saying here, he wants us to avoid and instead realize who is the source of all that goodness and that we must not be deceived. We also mustn't think and wonder and stress in those moments that we don't really know why we're on that path that we're doing that thing. Because you've all been children. You know that your parents ask you and stop you from doing things or get you to do that thing. Because if you don't, you won't learn. You won't grow. So God does that for us too. Because God is good. And to see him correctly, we are to look up. To not look in on ourselves and what we might do or have done, but to look up. From the Father of light with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. For every good and perfect gift from God above, who pours them down in a constant stream that never ceases to flow. We've seen goodness, we are enduring, or not enduring, we're enjoying the goodness of God, and there is more goodness to come. And we read of this throughout the whole Bible. It seems weird to just pick those few verses when so much of the Bible is just God's goodness, God's goodness, God's goodness, God's goodness. In Lamentations, it tells us, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases, his mercy never come to an end, and they are new every morning, because great is your faithfulness. But when we look up as well, we see the sun, we see the moon, we see the stars. Because to demonstrate that he is light, God created those luminous bodies, and James calls him the father of lights, or literally the father of the lights. Because the creator God made this creation. Whereas the sun and the moon vary in color and intensity according to their position in the sky, God doesn't waver. His position in the sky never changes. Who he is never changes. His goodness is steadfast. He doesn't waver. He doesn't turn around. He isn't one person to you one day and another person to you the next day. He is who he says he is. For God in his steadfastness and for us, in his goodness. In his goodness, he brought you all here today. In his goodness, we've seen eight people baptized since Christmas. In his goodness, he has provided Telford Minster a home, and there's many more homes probably to come. And in his goodness, God has great plans for the future of this church. So in this stillness now, where, what is it that reminds you of the goodness of God? What good things have happened to you to lead you to this point? They do not come from 
below or within or around. They come from above. That is, they come from the one who is above. They come from God, and God is the source of all that is good. You're probably fed up of me of saying that, that God is good. But we just sometimes need it hammered into us in the midst of everything to remind us again and again and again. And what I love about God, what I really, really, really love about all of this is that he chose us. He chose us. He chose to give his life up for us on the cross. He chose that we could be resurrected with him too. He chose us to partake in this journey. He chose us. He chose us without incentive or prompted, moved only by himself, because he delights in mercy, because his name and his nature are love, because ever more like the sun, it is natural to him to distribute that, that beams of eternal grace to all of us. And part of that goodness, what everyone says, is shown here in what God is doing here in Telford. Because every good thing ultimately comes from God. Sometimes we really don't understand how it could be good at the time. But all that is good is from God. And now I don't have much else to say, really, than that today. But God does. So we're going to wait. And as you wait, I want you to ask God that question again. Of what, what is the goodness of God that he wants you to be reminded of today? And if you want to lie down and do that, then do it. If you want to be on your knees and do it, do it. But just let God remind you again today. Thanks for listening. We hope this time blessed you. Hit the subscribe button to hear more like this. And to find out more about Telferminster, follow us at Telferminster on Instagram and Facebook or go to telferminster.org.uk.